0: Well, hello everyone. My name is Corey Ingstrom, here with Teacher Tech Trials, where I interview educators from around the world, finding out how they creatively use technology in the classroom. Today I had the opportunity to talk with David Truss. Now Dave's a really busy guy. He's working both as a vice principal in charge uh, of an online school, and he also runs a small school called Inquiry Hub. Now Inquiry Hub is a self-directed inquiry-based high school. The students spend 30 to 50% of their time not in front of the teacher. And this means that students can work on assignments at their own pace, while also being able to work on passion projects. Now, Dave gives some great examples of students who have excelled in this environment and gives details about what the program looks like. I had a fantastic time chatting with him. Dave is a great guy and I was really blown away by being able to see how impactful his work has been on his students. I have no doubt that you'll enjoy hearing from Dave just as much as I have. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to Teacher Tech Trials, and as always, continue to share, learn, and grow in educational technology. Enjoy! David, it's great to be here with you today, um, great to connect with you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah,
1: uh, I'm Dave Truss, I live in Coquitlam, which is the suburbs of Vancouver. Uh, we are a school district with about 32,000 students,
0: and I wear two
1: hats in the district. The first one is I am vice principal in charge of the online school, which services somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500 students a year and uh, courses a year. Uh, everything from adults finishing their high high school degree or getting an upgrade to a lot of students taking additional courses with us as well as being in our high school. Mm -hmm. Our online school focuses on keeping our students in our own district. So we have, um, I think it's the last time I checked was 92% of our students are students in our district um, going to our schools that we take care of. Mm -hmm. The
0: other hat that I wear is a small uh, school
1: called Inquiry Hub. Uh,
0: we We
1: just had our graduating class after four years, it's grade 9 to 12, um, so year 5, and uh, we are a school of choice, meaning students have to choose to come to us, and we're a self-directed inquiry-based school, and so the focus of our school is about empowering students to find their passions, um, and then design the school day where they actually get time to spend on those passions and actually get credit for it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about Inquiry Hub and what that project has been like for you?
1: Uh, It's been amazing. I I have some fantastic educators I'm working with, and and, and actually the educational leaders. Of uh, um, being a vice principal, I've actually worked with three principals, including the first one that was the co-founder that sort of came up with the idea, and I got to work with him in developing it. Um, And uh, currently, Mike McGlennon is our principal. He he works in another building and has. Nine different sort of programs under him so um, but the support that I've always had has been incredible from the district on down our district has a vision of learning without boundaries mm. and so it's just nice to have uh, um, sort of that that vision um, and so basically students come to school every day it's a blended learning environment and what we've done is we've given students between 30 to 50 percent of their day that they're not in front of a teacher And so that's a rather unique thing for for high schools. And essentially, during that time, students can really do three things, uh, ideally. One is uh, they still have classes and they have teachers that give assignments. (laughs) And a lot of those are group or discussion-based or so on. So they can actually work on their assignments assigned by the teachers. A lot of our courses actually have an online component that is uh, things that Um, help us cover the curriculum without it being in the way of having a class every single day. So they can work on online components of their their program. And then they can work on passion projects. Mm. And the neat thing that we sort of developed is um, our electives. We have uh, two electives. One's called Foundations of Inquiry, and the other one's Digital Literacy. And those those two courses are completely competency-based. Can you ask good questions? Can you do good research? Can you demonstrate the, uh, that you know how to uh, you know, put together a big project? Can you um, How do you share that? How do you cite your sources? You know, how do you present your information uh, both face-to-face and digitally? And so when you think of those competencies, it doesn't matter what your subject is. For instance, last year, for as and in doing those subjects as sort of your electives, we call them mandatory electives because we don't have a lot of choice of electives. So those are <laughs> right. your electives. I like that. But uh, one student last year, Roger, um, one of his inquiries, he's a, he's a he plays bagpipes for uh, the junior band at our local university, which is one of the top in the world. He'd never composed music, so he composed a three-part music piece. He he. Um, played and recorded the pieces and then presented about what he did and how he put it all together and what he learned about the, you know, music that he had before. He also was interested in, um, uh, with the grade nine curriculum, uh, we cover sort of the French revolution and industrial age and he was interested in, um, French politics and what was the theory and behind sort of their, their, their governmental structure and what that actually looked like in comparison. And so those are, those were both courses that, Sorry, both inquiries that he did um, using for credit the, the digital literacy and the foundations of inquiry, and yet they were so far apart in, in what they actually were. So we you know we had a student studying and presenting on uh, um, what is anxiety. We had a student who uh, wrote her own Halloween costume, um, and so these are small little inquiries. And sometimes there's teacher focused. So um, this year, for instance, our school district had a competition where um, students could uh, put an experiment up in space, and so one student from our or one group or students from our district is going to have that opportunity to put their experiment in space. Wow. The school district got 277 applications, and I had two kids in the top eight, and that was you know that's a, that, but that's something that was structured. A very structured inquiry by my science teacher um and so it's not like the students could just do anything there were these parameters um but we have uh, one of our grade nine girls <laughs> got uh, she got top eight which wow. is fantastic and then one of our um, grade 11 boys mike got um uh, top three. And so the top three are the three that go to Washington and NASA to be decided which one will actually go in space. Oh, so
0: exciting. he's now
1: got a one in three chance to actually have his experiment go on to the, uh, the space station.
0: Incredible. Incredible.
1: Right? And so that's that's sort of spurred by the teacher. So some of these things are passion projects like, uh, you know, my teachers are not musical, but a lot of students end up doing uh, things around their passions for music like Roger did with the, with the bagpipes. Um, I, I, I help run the IDS's that's when the first two years we give the students the Digital Literacy Foundations of Inquiry the later years grade 11 and 12 after they've done a number of inquiries some some teacher directed and some completely by the students then they're ready to create an IDS what's called an Independent Directed Study hmm. and that's where there's a tie to the curriculum but they literally design their own curriculum huh. Huh. and so I have wow. uh, students who have developed an app that um, it was used to monitor attendance. It was supposed to monitor attendance at schools. That was the vision. Um, they ended up winning a picture idea contest in a local um, community. Uh, got a mentor who said, "You know, businesses can use this too." He hooked them up with a construction company, one of the biggest in, in BC. Wow! And um, they were about this close to actually landing a deal where they were taking they were taking care of. Um, um, the attendance monitoring on construction sites. They got as far as actually having their prototypes on two different construction sites with one foreman and several people actually trying it out. Wow. Um, when that failed, it didn't matter. This year, um, they have uh, um, they went to a trade show, a BuildX trade show, and we're pitching it. And uh, right now, they've, that was last year in grade 11, now in grade 12, they actually are going to do it for our school now as an <laughs> attendance staff. And the only reason they've gone back to that is they don't have any customers yet, and so we can be a customer that has a long-term track record and, and demonstrate the sort of success. Oh, how exciting. Um, and so by the end of this, by the end of in December, they'll be um, beta testing it with a few students, and next uh, January, we'll be running their attendance monitoring app for us. How
0: oh, oh, wonderful. Well, yeah. there's so many great examples is yeah. if a educator wanted to do something that was inquiry based in their classroom, what are some steps that you would give them to follow in order to be successful?
1: And you know, that's one of those things where, um, <laughs> I, 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 love, uh, that's, that's a fantastic question. And it's something we've thought a lot about. Uh, how do you scale sort of what we're doing? Um, I think individually when you're talking to a teacher, mm-hmm. the easiest thing to do is, is say, you know, um, up a book on Genius Hour, Uh, just find time in your schedule where kids are passionately thinking about doing a project and then guide them through that where they're designing the question. And and I want to put a caveat on that. People think, um, a lot of times people will say, you can study anything you want, right? Go (laughs) ahead, you can study whatever you want. And kids really don't know where to start. Um, you'll have four or five kids who are doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not, uh, inquiry doesn't mean you get to do anything you want. Inquiry means that you're delving into a question essentially that you can't find the answer on Google. Mm. You're, going to, you're going to have to dig deep. You're going to have to go in-depth. and, and uh, It's about actually developing a really good question, mm. and there's nothing wrong with that being teacher-guided. Right. right, and so picking a topic. Um, I remember the first time I did this. Uh, geez, it was well over a decade ago. Where um, I had a science project done in my class, and I and I told the students that they can study anything they want, but they had to conduct an experiment in it where they did the full scientific process. Hmm. Right, and so they actually had to conduct something where they where they showed that process, hmm. and the discussions I had, thought you know where. Um, because the biggest thing kids did, this was with a grade A class, the biggest thing they did was they they would have multiple variables all changing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's not how you conduct an experiment, because when when so many things are changing, what was the factor? You don't really know. When you try to teach that, like I did for the years before doing this, and you explain that to students, they don't really understand it. (laughs) When they're creating their own experiment from scratch and putting them through that process, then it becomes something they truly understand. You know, they start to live the sort of what that process is, as opposed to follow the instructions. And, right. You know, here's your method. Here's your hypothesis. Here's you know, when it when it's when it's built like that out of a textbook, it just doesn't give them that rich experience of delving into their own question that they designed. Right. So that would be the first step. There's only one other thing I would say, and that is, um, too many people when they're trying these things, they do it alone. And collaborate with someone. Right? So, uh, you know, my wife's. You're a your grade five uh, teacher. My wife's a grade four or five teacher. Um, she made sure that they only get two. I don't know what your prep times, but they only get two preps a week. That's that's it. That's and right. Uh, Forty minutes of prep, two twice a week. Um, so, you know, she went to her principal and said, "One prep a week. I want it with this person." And then on the Monday after school, they always stay late and they they make plans and collaborate. And when you have that opportunity to work with another teacher, amazing things happen, Mm -hmm. right? So um, the the fact is we know the power of collaboration because we're always making our students do it. Mm -hmm. And then we head to our own classrooms on our own Mm -hmm. and don't take advantage of the same power we're trying to get our Mm -hmm. students to achieve. And I think that that's that's one of the challenges that we have, that um, when we start to model that, uh, I think it's pretty powerful. At Inquiry Hub, we actually have some collab time where um, I I can't really get my teachers all, you know, there's only two full-time teachers there. I can't get them and me in the same room at the same time. Um, But what we do is we have someone else who supports PE, and when the PE teacher is out, uh, that's half the students that are gone. The other half are working, and they get to see us collaborating and working and planning the things. And oh, so the, they, you know, they know that that's not a time to come and ask a question if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, we still sometimes get interrupted, yeah. but what they get to see is us collaborating, discussing things, right. turning to them and saying, "Hey, what do you think if we did this?" and actually getting their feedback. And that kind of sort of dynamic builds a relationship where, where um, you know, we are modeling the very thing we want to see students do. Um, right. And taking the power of that collaboration with us. Yeah, and
0: the, and the students get to see how much value you're placing on yes. that those strategies and content that you're planning that out. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've. Uh, I, I remember um, we had our grad class last year, and um, uh, they uh, they talked about the um, in in the grad speech. They all kind of. There were only f- uh, fourteen of them, so they all took a little piece. But they talked about the revolt of 2014 and uh, the teachers decided that they were going to do some theme-based things and really do some cross-curricular amazing things um, but our grade 11s have been there this is their third year and in grade 11 they're starting to take courses that sort of diverge where it's a chemistry course a physics course a biology course, you know and so these courses the themes didn't necessarily touch on these um, and embed the curriculum so Instead of it being something that became this cross-curricular tie where they're you know, meeting multiple learning outcomes by doing one project, it became an add-on to their workload. Uh, they came en masse to my office and said, these things aren't working for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was it was one of these things where I said, well, you're finishing this theme. This is how far you are. You'll finish this one. And the next theme we did, we gave the grade 11s an option. We said, Here's the first part where we're all doing it as a group, and you're going to write an essay, which is going to count towards English to understand this, and everything after that will be optional. (laughs) Because if it meets an outcome that you want to do, then you'll do the theme. But you are still doing this, but we completely heard what they said, and we made sure that we're respectful around, well, yeah, if it's not meeting outcomes for them and they have all this work piled on, that's not what we designed a school for. Um, And those kind of experiences uh, have really made... uh, Integrated. One other example I'll give you like that, um, we, in 2014-15 we actually won a, a Canadian Education Association Award for Innovation, Teaching and Learning and one of the neat things was the whole process of writing that helped us redefine what we were and what we were doing and it came with a seven and a half thousand dollar prize um, and when they came to present it to us um, we had students come up to the front and say this is, you know, these are the things we we're going to spend the money on. Because we, well, as soon as we, we had seven and a half thousand dollars, we said, well, what do you guys want to spend it on? And start pitching your ideas. And so they came to the front and said, this is what I, you know, and, and so, and, and here, we, the they'd said they'd never seen anything like that before, right? So that's the kind of thing where um, I, I look and I go, we, we actually wouldn't do it any other way.
0: Right, right. <laughs> right?
1: Exciting. so exciting. Um, Nice. And and so yeah, I mean, we got a portable kitchen out of it. We got a um, leap piano, and I'll, I know you share links. I'll share a link to one of the students that did this amazing. Um, he created a piano where this this motion sensor in the front of the piano puts your hand in front of the computer, puts your hand into the computer, hmm. and he wrote um, he wrote a program where you can play a piano in the air. Oh,
0: how um, cool!
1: Right? And so those are the kind of things where you know he had to pitch. I I think this tool can be used in a number of different ways. It was one of the things we spent
0: the money on. Uh-huh. Uh, exciting. Well, you know, with so many different ways that you could approach inquiry-based learning and engage in that, how many challenges have you encountered? Has there been any challenges that you've come across? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've, we're, we're near five, and we still have
1: students who don't really show us the passion, don't really you know, delve really deep into things and, and being a small school, the support structures for students who are, um, you know, uh, aren't drinking the Kool-Aid so to speak, you know, they haven't bought completely in, uh, can be challenging. And that's something that we've been developing, but, um, uh, there's, there's a, there's a lot of different things. I think the biggest thing as far as I I don't know, I may be talking on a different level than you, but when I look at the experience of students, I think very often students will bite off way more than they can chew. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just have an idea, and it's massive. It's just, mm-hmm. um, it's just huge. Um, and what we do is we try to talk kids into making it smaller and so on, but sometimes we let them fail, mm-hmm. and that's the piece. Mm-hmm. And the part about that that I think is important, and there is a real culture of um, learning through failure in our school that I'm extremely proud of. Yeah um and from is when someone fails they're still doing a final presentation right. you know just because you didn't get done what you wanted to do it doesn't mean you get out of the reflection piece so what did you do what would you do differently next time if you were to continue to pursue it where would it go next mm-hmm. right and um if it didn't work well what you know how are you gonna make it better next time yeah. and so those are the kind of things where they're actually, that presentation
0: yeah how exciting um, and that's so that's uh exactly how it is in real life right yes, what, a, what a powerful example for them to be empowered to go out from the classroom into the real world
1: we, we we do in in sort of the more traditional school structure we do two kinds of kids the greatest well I'll say three kinds of kids the greatest in, in injustices uh one is the kid who's um passionate outside of the world and then in school they're bored as hell and we don't find a way to bring that in like to, to me that's a huge disservice that we do when the kid actually has passions and we can't somehow make it something that matters to them in school mm. the second is the mediocre kid who could soar but just kind of copes mm. right and and they just don't have that thing to light the fire under the, the third injustice that i think we do is the a student who goes all the way through completing everything, getting A's, mm-hmm. and were never challenged. Right. And to me, well, how, how sad is that, that a kid could actually go through, like every A student should have in their back pocket an epic failure. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say epic, I mean something where they just tried something so big they couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I talk about those boys and that, that app that they were designing, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to write a small little app, to check it so that when people came into a school, if they came near a sensor, it would pick up and and then check something off for the teacher. And the key principle there being it wasn't um, GPS, so they can't be tracked. If you're not near the sensor, the teachers don't know where they are. There's huge privacy implications to tracking kids, right? Right. right. So, so that was it. One was going to write an iOS app. One was going to write uh, the Android app. When it when it became this this large project. Um, they were presenting to CEOs. They were de- designing a network because now they had to make sure well if we make it. <laughs>
0: oh, I've got my little one here. Awesome. Hi, hi sweetie. Do you Do you want to do you want to meet me out out in the living room in a minute? Dada. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. She She I guess Polar Express is, was not as Exciting for her as I was hoping.
1: Oh, a little too
0: young, huh? yeah. <laughs> too young. Hey, yeah, let's hear. Hey, all of you want to <laughs> say, say hi? This is David. <laughs> Throw on your lap. Well, hello there. How are you? Hi. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, well,
1: we, we, we can end. We can end
0: with, with her there, and uh, I'll just essentially yeah. just say, uh, my my point the the
1: skills that they learned because this became a real life project. Just, and nothing can come of this, and they can be a complete failure. Their experience of taking this from nothing to you know, uh, talking to CEOs, designing an infrastructure, creating, um, uh, you know working with mentors in the community, uh, learning about law and not being, you know, having to have their parents on the board of directors because they're too young to actually run a company. Hmm. Like all these pieces, when you put them together hmm. are a life experience that if, if the app doesn't work and it's not something, you know, as far as a business, their experience and what they'll talk about and what they'll take with them from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just phenomenal, you know, and, hmm. and we have, we have, thousands of students who are getting solid A's who could have that experience at school, hmm. but instead they're worrying about their mark and looking at the, you know, well, what do I have to do to please this teacher to get this mark? Right. Um, and that's, that's what the, I think the third of those three injustices that we just did. So.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Well, and David, if you, before we go, are there any yeah. resources that you'd like to leave with the teaching community that they be helpful in, in moving forward?
1: Uh, my My blog's Paradigms, Paradigms for Your Thoughts. <laughs> a little uh, play on words, um, and and I write a lot there. Um, I will be starting my podcast again. It'll have a rebirth. Um, the Inquiry Hub is a great uh, site, uh, inquiryhub.org, um, and just uh, yesterday, my two days ago, um, our um, uh, my students' uh, new WordPress theme got approved and got into blogs So. Uh, When you go to that site, it's completely designed by our students. Mm -hmm. The logo um, is designed by our students. Um, If you go to the students tab, you'll see different kinds of projects uh, being written up. And there's not a lot there because the theme just got added and we're just adding videos. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you go to that site, inquiryhub.org, and and check out the students tab, you can kind of see the neat things. And that will continually grow in the next uh, few months. So. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, exciting. That, that's about it. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, um David, thank you for your time and thank you for joining uh joining me today. And uh yeah. best of luck to you as you keep moving forward with Inquiry Hub.
1: And thank you, yeah. Take care.